everybody and welcome back to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So we are continuing on with our Ikoria set review, doing the big monster, no pun intended, of them all, the multicolored cards of Ikoria, which is going to be quite a long episode. So you're going to have to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But before we get into talking about the cards, let's get a little bit of an announcement out of the way. If you wish to support the show in any way possible, you can support the show by checking out the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. And if you wish to reach out to me, you can reach out to me via Twitter at magicwithzuby on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And let's get two quick little ads out of the way, and then we will be talking about the multicolored cards of Ikoria. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on magic singles and magic sealed product available. And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normie show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on her YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do-do-do-do-do. Magic for normies. So just like any set review, I just like to make mention that this set review is geared more towards limited, but I do sometimes talk standard and commander, and this is meant more for casual players here as well. So without further ado, let's get started with the multicolored cards, and starting off with number one is Back for More. For four black and green, it's an instant return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. When you do, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So for six mana, you are going to be able to have some recursion in your graveyard with a big creature. Hopefully it's your big bomb mutate creature. Or maybe it's a creature that you didn't play at all and you just put it in your graveyard. And now it's going to come out and possibly kill one of your enemy's creatures. And that to me seems pretty dang good. Um, In a creature heavy deck, and if I'm in those colors, that might be something I would lean towards because it's a sort of pseudo possible pseudo removal possibly even if you get a 1-1 death touch back out on the battlefield you're gonna kill the opponent's creature anyway as long as it doesn't have indestructible or anything like that or protection from said color but so it'd be probably early to mid pick for me Next up, we've got Boneyard Lurker for two black and a green. It's a Nightmare Beast creature that's a 4-4. Has a mutate cost of two and then two hybrid mana of black and green, so you can spend it in any way you see fit. And whenever this creature mutates, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. So once again, some graveyard recursion we're seeing here a lot with green-black, which is common in those colors. And with this being a pretty good mutate target you being able to return those permanent cards to your hand just makes this a lot more valuable um as far as how i would choose this in draft probably an early to mid pick not a pack one pick one or anything but definitely an early to mid pick if i'm 
in either of those colors. Next up, we've got our first multicolored mythic, and that's Brokos Apex of Forever. For two black, green, and blue, it's a legendary creature, Nightmare Beast Elemental. It's a 6-6, has a mutate cost of two, one hybrid mana of blue or black, and two green. Has Trample. You may cast Brokos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its mutate ability. So basically, this kind of creature, this is definitely a pack one pick one for sure, because even when it dies, you still have the possibility of mutating it over and over and over again. The only way to get rid of this is by exile, and that to me seems pretty dang good for a creature like that. A 6645 is very strong. Yeah, the colors are going to be a little bit restrictive and a little bit hard to cast in something like limited but with the amount of color fixing i've seen in this set it shouldn't be too hard to do something like that and especially if this is your pack one pick one you're gonna want to build around it anyway because this is a type of creature that is just very difficult to deal with Next up, we've got Channeled Force for two blue and a red. It's an instant as an additional cost to cast this spell. Discard X cards. Target player draws X cards. Channel Force deals X damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker. So this is sort of like your explosion, expansion to explosion, but without the ability of targeting a player to do damage. It's not as good. I mean, it does allow you to discard some useless cards out of your hand and draw more cards and possibly kill a creature or planeswalker so it's not the worst thing in the world but it's not something high on my list though to be honest here this would be a mid to late pick for me Next up, we've got another mythic. All the mythics live in uh, the multicolored spot here in this set. The next mythic is Chevelle or Cheville. She, uh, Cheville, I guess? Cheville, Bane of Monsters for black and a green. It's a human rogue legendary creature that's a 1-3. Has Death Touch. At the beginning of your upkeep, if your opponents control no permanents with bounty counters on them, put a bounty counter on target creature, planeswalker, and opponent controls. Whenever, whenever a permanent an opponent controls with a bounty counter on it dies, you gain 3 life and draw a card. So basically, it won't do anything when it first comes down, but in your next upkeep, you get to put a bounty, count bounty counter on a creature or planeswalker they control, and then you're going to want to figure out a way to kill it, and then you get to draw a card. Um, Not the greatest here. This doesn't really have me screaming, oh my gosh, I need this right now. And I'm trying to think of, and I mean, the, the Death Touch is really good. So at worst, this possibly draws you one card if you're going to kill a big creature of theirs with a bounty counter on it. At best, I mean... I mean, maybe in more of an aggro-ish type deck, this could be decent, but as far as it's not thrilling me, it's not exciting me to want to draft this or anything, so not a pack one pick one in my opinion here. Next up, we've got Death's Oasis for white, black, and green. It's an enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then, return a creature card with lesser than a mana cost than the creature that died from your graveyard to your hand. You can pay one to sack this. You gain life equal to the greatest converted mana cost among creatures you control. The gain life, okay, that's pretty decent. You know, it's not the greatest, but it's nice to gain life when you need it, especially in a game where it's getting close and you're losing life. But So whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you mill the top two cards of your library, and then you can possibly return a creature card that is cost less to your hand which that's not too bad but as far as draft goes um this is not a pack one pick one this is a rare but so this is not very high on my priority list unless i have a lot of recursion going on somehow would i put this in my deck next up we've got dire tactics for white and black it's an instant Exile target creature. If you don't control a human, you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. So that is some really good removal. Exiling is always premium in this. And even if you don't control a human, it's still kind of worth picking something like this. Because if they have a really crazy good creature that's about to kill you, you know, boom. Use this. Hopefully you control a human so you don't lose life. And from what you can tell and from what I can tell in this set, it's not too hard to control a human while you try to play this spell. 
So this, this would almost be a pack one, pick one for me. This is some premium removal, premium cheap removal. Next up, we've got our first ultimatum, Eerie Ultimatum, for double white, triple black, double green. It's a sorcery. Return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. All right. So let's look at let's look at this card here. The mana cost is extremely restrictive here. And something like limited that is very hard to pull off. It's not impossible, but it's hard. The type of player that I am, though, I would pack one, pick one this for sure, because I'd want to make sure I get this off in at least one draft, at least one, one, one game to make sure I get this off. So, yeah, I would definitely pick this. Now, as far as it being good in draft, when I look at it, I mean, the the spike in me would say, look at what else is there to see if there's some better removal, maybe a better creature. But I would also the Timmy in me would be like, yes, pick this. You know, you're going to want to pick this for sure. So and also in terms of a format like Commander, this is just ridiculously good in Commander, especially if you're doing an, an Abzan or maybe even a four color deck that sort of self mills and you then play this and boom, all your permanent cards are now on the battlefield and ridiculousness happens. A lot of ETB effects and then your opponents just scoop. I like it. Next up, we've got Emergent Ultimatum, our second ultimatum. It's double black, triple green, double blue, sorcery. Search your library for up to three monocolored cards with different names and exile them. An opponent chooses one of those cards. Shuffle that card into your library. You may cast the other cards without paying their mana cost. Exile Emergent Ultimatum. So it's sort of like a weird factor fiction type card. And I kind of like this because obviously in something like limited uh, th this one to me doesn't scream a pack one pick one for the timmy and me i mean i probably would anyway because it just sounds a lot of fun but it's in something like commander this would be really 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 good and really strong and it feels like no matter what the because you're going to choose three really strong cards no matter what the opponent chooses you're going to be getting out ahead by playing this card next up we've got Fronland felidar for two green and white it's a cat beast creature that's a three five with vigilance creatures you control with vigilance have pay one tap target creature so as we've seen that vigilance can be pretty prevalent in both of these colors especially white this may not be a bad card to pick pack one pick one because it is appropriately costed a three five for four is not bad at all with it having a nice decent sized toughness and decent sized power as well i would not mind having this as a pack one pick one and then trying to go from there maybe build around it or try to make sure i have other vigilance creatures as well too next up we've got general kudro of dranith for one white and a black it's a legendary creature human soldier it is a mythic it is a three three other humans you control get plus one plus one and whenever this or another human enters the battlefield under your control exile target card from an opponent's graveyard you can pay two to sack two humans and destroy a target creature power four or greater oh yeah this is a pack one pick one heck yeah and i'm going humans all the way in draft if this was my pack one pick one even if i open this up in a sealed pool heck yes this is really 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 good and with how much recursion we have seen in this set here that is really 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 good as well to being able to exile your opponent's graveyard and then also sacking two humans to destroy a creature that's super good i mean what more do i even say about this i mean it's really 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 good here that's that's all i can say uh next up we've got generals enforcer for white and a black it's a human soldier creature it's a two three legendary humans you control have indestructible you can pay two white and a black exile target card from a graveyard if it was a creature card create a one one white human soldier creature token so not only does this make your general kudro have indestructible but this also helps you poop out more human soldiers as well and helps you exile cards from your opponent's graveyard as well. So, yeah, this if, if I were to, like, say, pack one, pick one, General Kudro, that's like, you know, pack one, pick one. And then if I came across General's Enforcer, be a snap pick right away as well. And as far as let's say I don't or anything that mm, 
you know, might be an early pick for me, only for the fact of being able to exile cards from my opponent's graveyard is pretty handy to have. Next up, we've got our next ultimatum, Genesis Ultimatum for double green, triple blue, double red. It is a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put any number of permanent cards from among them onto the battlefield and the rest into your hand. Exile Genesis Ultimatum. In draft, yeah, I'd probably pack one, pick one this. As you can tell, I'm, you know, I, I love these kind of flashy, fun cards in draft. And yes, I would draft this immediately and do my best to try to make it go off but um so if the spike in me would probably look at something else if possible but i'd still want to draft it anyway because this is really really good and helps you not only dig through your library and you know even if you were to get nothing but you know non-permanence in your hand you, you still have a decent chance of getting some permanents out on the field, some creatures and lands out on the battlefield. So I like it a lot. Uh, next up, we've got Aluna, Apex of Wishes for two green, blue, red. It is a legendary creature, beast, elemental, dinosaur. It is a 6-6. Six, six. Does have a mutate cost of three, a hybrid mana of red and green and double blue. Is flying and trample. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. So I like that you actually have a choice with this card. You Maybe you don't want to put the uh, non-land permanent card out onto the battlefield yet. Maybe it has a cast trigger that you want to be able to cast it instead of just putting it on the battlefield. So I like that. And this is a snap pick, pack one, pick one for sure. And a 6-6 six, six with Flying and Trample, that sort of beats Brokos for me. But, I mean, Brokos does have the, you know, plus of being able to cast it over and over again. But I, that Flying Trample is super handy to have. That's really, really good. Yeah, pack one, pick one for sure. Next up, we've got Inspired Ultimatum for double blue, triple red, double white. It is a sorcery. Target player gains five life. Inspired Ultimatum deals five damage to any target. Then you draw five cards. Now, I would say this is probably the weakest of the Ultimatum cycle that we have seen in this set. But it's still, I would pack one, pick one this for sure. Because not so much the gain five life part, but for the dealing five damage to any target and drawing five cards is super, super, super strong here. Really like it. Um, once again, mana cost for these ultimatums is pretty restrictive, but as far as we can tell, the it's not too hard to be able to get triple colors in this set here, especially with the amount of dual lands that we will be talking about in the next episode. So, good card, the five life that can be handy to have, but ultimately, the dealing five damage and drawing five cards is going to be the best part of it. Next up, we've got Kinnon Bonder Prodigy for green and blue. It's a legendary creature, human druid. It's a 2-2. Whenever you tap a non-land permanent for mana, add one mana of any type that permanent produced. And then you can pay five green and blue. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a non-human creature card from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So whenever you tap a non-land permanent for mana, you get to add one. And that seven mana ability of being able to dig through your deck and put a creature out a non-human creature <laughs> god pack one pick one <laughs> hell yes and as far as standard or commander goes this is just ridiculous especially considering how many mana dorks there are right now in standard and in commander as well especially with all the mana rocks as well oh my gosh that's ridiculous um yeah why wouldn't you pack one pick one this? I mean, do I need to go further on it? Next up is Labyrinth Raptor for black and red. It's a night nightmare dinosaur creature. It's a 2-2 with menace. Whenever creature you control with menace becomes blocked, defending player sacks a creature blocking it. You can pay black and red creatures you control with menace get plus one plus oh until end of turn. So I like this a lot. Whenever a creature you control with menace becomes blocked defending player sacks a creature blocking it yeah pack one pick one hell yes and the fact that you know with menace being as good as it is in these colors it's why why wouldn't you play something like this it's it it, it 
and I apologize for this, but it always feels redundant when I get to cards like this, rares and mythics, like why wouldn't you play this and yes, pack one, pick one, but for something, and I'm sorry, I'm going to probably keep repeating myself over and over again in this episode because we're getting to all the really good rares and mythics here, so apologies, I should probably apologize ahead of time for it, but a card like this, it's, you, you wouldn't want to not play it because you're going to be helping your board get that much closer to defeating your opponent so next up we've got lore dracus it's one blue and red it's a lizard beast creature has a mutate cost of two hybrid mana of blue or red and it's a two three whenever this creature mutates return target incendiary sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand not the most exciting creature in something like draft now this is good for returning you know maybe some draw card spells or some combat tricks anything like that but as far as a mutate target goes i like this as a mutate target so this would be an early to mid pick for me next up we've got narset of the ancient way the legendary planeswalker of narset that costs one blue red and white she starts off with four loyalty her plus one is you gain two life and you can add blue red or white spend this mana only to cast a non-creature spell you can pay nate two to draw a card then you may discard a card when you discard a non-land card this way narset of the ancient way deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to target creature or planeswalker her neg six is you get an emblem with whenever you cast a non-creature spell this emblem deals two damage to any target so obviously snap pick pack one pick one any planeswalker is i like the the plus one effect now in something like draft you're going to be playing more creatures than anything so this may not be the best plus one out there in terms of draft but the gaining two life per turn is helpful so right off the bat it does have a weakness of it doesn't protect itself unlike vivian or or even possibly luca Coppercoat. so but the drawing card effect and then it has the may ability of discarding a card you don't have to discard a card so that is also another added benefit to it as well the gaining life is good the emblem is always super good but like i said in draft you may not always get that emblem to go off in draft so be careful with it it's it is a good planeswalker but it just may not be the best in a format like limited next up we've got necropanther for one white and a black it's a cat nightmare creature that's a three three has a mutate cost of two and two hybrid mana of white and black whenever this creature mutates return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield so some very good recursion we're seeing in black here and white black is also pretty decent with recursion as well too from what we've kind of seen so far so necropanther not a pack one pick one or anything like that unless there's literally nothing better but with being able to recur have recursion with those smaller type creatures yes especially if you have something like Luris on you know you drafted Luris, but maybe not your companion but and you have smaller creatures yeah get this all the way here next up we've got nethroy apex of death it is a two white black green legendary creature cat nightmare beast it is a mythic it is a five five does have a mutate cost of four one hybrid mana of green or white and double black and death touch lifelink whenever this creature mutates return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield i mean not only is this the painting or the art of this card nightmare inducing but um, yeah, pack one, pick one, of course, with this. And um, God, that is a really good mutate ability, especially if you know your board got wiped or your whole bunch of your creatures died, and boom, you just bring them all back. I yeah, this is super good. I like it a lot. And plus, you know, you can pay five mana, five mana, five five, and then have another cheaper mutate card your next turn. Boom, you just mutated this and brought back so much crap next up we've got offspring's revenge for two red white black it's an enchantment at the beginning of combat on your turn exile target red white or black creature card from your graveyard create a token that's a copy of that card except it's a one one it gains haste until your next turn so it looks like this is not a may ability so you have to exile something it at the beginning of combat on your turn exile target red white or black creature card from your graveyard create a token and yeah, so it's not a may ability it's you do it 
even if you don't want to it sounds like i mean obviously nothing's gonna happen if you don't have a creature card to exile it's just you don't create a token of it so i'd kind of be careful with that because it's sort of like it's not a may ability it's you have to tar you have to exile something if you have a target to complete it so not a pack one pick one for me but uh, God, i don't i don't even know if i'd want to even try this out in a draft to be honest like it doesn't excite me from a design standpoint next up we've got parcel beast for two green and blue it is an elemental beast creature has a mutate cost of green and blue it is a two four you can pay one and tap this look at the top card of your library if it's a land card you may put on the battlefield if you don't put the card onto the battlefield put it into your hand so essentially being able to pay one and draw a card essentially and if it's a land card you get to ramp up so not a bad card at all if you're in those colors this would definitely be an early pick for me Next up, we've got Primal Empathy for one green and blue. It is an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card if you control a creature with the greatest power among creatures on the battlefield. Otherwise, put a 1-1 counter on a creature you control. So this has a kind of double-sided benefit here. If you don't control the greatest power creature, you get to buff up a creature. And if you do, boom, you get to draw an extra card. Yeah, heck yeah. It's some of my favorite things to do is drawing cards. So... Yeah, this is a high pick for me uh definitely not a pack one pick one but definitely an early pick next up we've got quartz wood crasher for two double reddit green it's a dinosaur beast creature it's a six six a six six for five that's pretty good it has trample whenever one or more creatures you control with trample deal combat damage to a player create an xx green dinosaur creature token with trample dinosaur beast creature token i should say with trample where x is the amount of damage those creatures dealt to that player Whoo, boy that's really good pack one pick one heck yes and that's pretty dang good with um we see how trample is in this set here and yeah um what more do i need to say it that's really good especially even if this is the only creature you have that has trample you're going to create a six six green dinosaur beast creature token with trample because it's whenever one or more creatures you control it's not whenever another creature you control so that's pretty dang good i like it a lot next up we've got regal leosaur for red and a white it's a dinosaur cat creature with a mutate cost of one and two hybrid mana of red or white it's a two two whenever this creature mutates other creatures you can control get plus two plus one until end of turn so a temporary buff effect which is not the worst thing in the world and with it being pretty cheap to not only play by turn two but also mutate it by turn three buff up your creatures swing and deal some damage boom i kind of like this um maybe it, probably an early pick not a pack one pick one unless there's absolutely nothing better but kind of an early pick if i'm if i know i'm gonna try to go aggro in this uh in this draft here so next up We've got Riel the Everwise for one blue and a red. It's a legendary creature human wizard. It's a 0-3. Uh, Riel the Everwise gets plus one plus oh for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. Whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. Um, Not a pack one pick one at all for draft. It's, uh, I mean, this kind of has commander written all over it for me at least i mean something that you'd put in the 99 for nekasar or something like that um yeah I'm, I'm not like that thrilled about it but eh, i mean it's decent i guess i don't really know what more to say uh next up i think we have our last ultimatum here ruinous ultimatum uh double red triple white double black it is a sorcery. Destroy all non-land permanents your opponents control. Pack one, pick one for sure because it's a really good board wipe because it not only affects creatures, but affects planeswalkers and any kind of pesky artifacts or enchantments that may be out as well. And in something like standard or commander, just as good as well. Next up, we've got Savai Thundermane for red and white. It's an elemental cat creature. It's a 3-2. Whenever you cycle a card, you may pay two. When you do, this deals two damage to target creature and you gain two life. So sort of a weaker lightning helix on a stick here. Um, it is a 
bit expensive though that you have you may pay too because you're you're already paying a cycling cost on top of this so most cycling costs for the most of them are one to two mana there are some that are three you know the lands and some of the other cycling creatures so this is a bit expensive and this doesn't even target your opponent's face or anything just a creature so not the greatest a 3-2 body for two mana is not bad at all either so i most likely i would just be playing this as a beater card and not really doing the cycling part of it except you know rarely uh, next up, we've got Skull Prophet. That's green, or no, black and green. Ugh, I gotta say, these multicolors are getting me a little bit confused here, so I apologize. Uh, it is a human druid creature. It's a 3-1. You can tap this to add black or green, or you can tap this to put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. So not only can this help you self-mill to fill up your graveyard, but it's also a mana dork. I think it's one of the few mana dorks that are in this set here, and it's a multicolored mana dork that gives you green or black uh, not a high pick unless i know i'm going into these colors more of a early to mid pick for me next up we've got sky cat sovereign for white and blue it's an elemental cat creature it is a one one has flying this gets plus one plus one for each other creature you control with flying and then you can pay two white and a blue to create a one one white cat bird creature token with flying so for two mana, you get a 1-1 one, one with flying that can also get boosted up by other creatures with flying that you control, but it can also create tokens. So yeah, this would be a pack one, pick one for me since it, since it is a rare. And yeah, and it has one of the best evasion abilities in draft, which is flying. Next up, we've got Slitherwisp for a blue double black. It's a elemental nightmare creature. It's a 3-2 with flash. Whenever you cast another spell that has flash, you draw a card and each opponent loses one life. So a 3-2 for 3 is not bad, plus with it having flash, and we see how prevalent flash can be in this set. You being able to draw a card and have your opponent lose a life? Heck yes. You know, you all know how much I love drawing cards, and this is no exception at all. This probably would be a pack one pick one for me since it is a rare uh, next up we've got snapdax apex of the hunt for one red white and black it is a legendary creature dinosaur cat nightmare it is a three five has a mutate cost of two one hybrid mana of black or red and double white has double strike whenever this creature mutates it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls and you gain four life that's not a bad mutate cost and yes this would be a pack one pick one a three five with double strike now three five does seem a little bit weak but the double strike does make it better and you know i'd probably play this as a base creature mutating on top of it because the mutate cost is a little bit costly there and if i don't have anything to mutate it on next up we've got song of creation for one green blue and a red it is an enchantment you may play an additional land on each of your turns whenever you cast a spell draw two cards at the beginning of your end step discard your hand um, i would pack one pick one this for sure because not only does it sound fun you get to ramp up really quickly you get to draw a bunch of cards yeah you have to discard your hand at the end of the turn but hopefully by then you have no other cards in hand that you really really need or hopefully you have ways of possibly getting recursion back into your hand as well so yeah pack one pick one and i would just love drawing all the cards next up we've got sprite dragon for blue and a red it is a fairy dragon creature it's a one one with flying in haste whenever you cast a non-creature spell put a one one counter on sprite dragon heck this could almost be a pack one pick one for me the flying in haste and you know cast and you're obviously going to cast non-creature spells and put one one counters on this so yeah if not a pack one pick one then definitely an early pick if i'm in either of those colors next up we've got titan's nest for one black green and blue it is an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep look at the top card of your library you may put that card into your graveyard exile a card from your graveyard you can add one colorless spend this mana only to cast a colored spell without x and its mana cost so I like that this helps you dig through your library. I like that part. So if you look at the top card, you don't maybe it's a land card and you already have too many lands and you don't need more. So it helps you dig through your deck that way. Um as far as pack one pick one, god, it's not very exciting for me. It's uh I probably wouldn't 
to be honest, but it wouldn't be a bad card to have in your, you know, deck for your your draft or sealed deck. But uh, I, I'd be cautious of picking this, you know, as a pack one, pick one. Next up, we've got Trumpeting Gnar for one green blue it is a beast creature it's a three three has a mutate cost of three then two hybrid mana of green blue whenever this creature mutates create a three three green beast creature token that is pretty dang good so you can play this at three three for three is not bad at all and you can play this as a base creature and mutate on top of it to poop out another green beast creature so win win there this could be an early to mid pick uh, next up, we've got Vadrox Apex of Thunder for blue, red, white. It is a legendary creature, elemental dinosaur cat. It is a mythic. It is a 3-3. It has a mutate cost of 1, then a hybrid mana of white, blue, and double red. It has flying and first strike. Whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. So you get the chance of possibly casting something for free that's three or less and a three three for three that has flying and first strike is not bad at all and the mutate cost seems to be appropriately costed as well i mean it's not it's probably not the best legendary creature that we're seeing out there out of the mythics but definitely good enough to where i'd pack one pick one of it of course but um it doesn't seem as strong as some of the others but decent enough to where you could probably cast another like draw spell for free next up we've got whirlwind of thought for one blue red and white it's an enchantment whenever you cast an on creature spell draw a card i love the art of it because it has narset on it but as far as a card itself this wouldn't be high on my priority in draft or sealed and i mean in something like commander i'd play this for sure and standard uh, if i'm doing like just guy control for sure maybe but even then it's i'd probably have something else like this is the this is the four converted mana cost where i'd rather have narset of the ancient way rather than this so not a pack one pick one i'd probably be looking at something else other than this Next up, we've got Winota, Joiner of Forces for two red and white. It's a legendary creature, human warrior. It's a 4-4. Whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put a human creature card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Put the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. Now, I don't know what more can be really said about Winota after the craziness that I've seen with her in Standard right now, but in Draft, I mean, yeah, pack one, pick one, this for sure, and you being able to have a non-human creature you control attacking is super easy, and this just helps you dig through your deck and get a, another creature card attacked and attacking. It's super good. Super, super good. Um, Yeah, what more can I really say about this? Next up is Zenith Flare for two red and white. It's an instant. This deals X damage to any target and you gain X life or X's number of cards with a cycling ability in your graveyard. In something like draft and even standard right now, this is really, really, really good. And with it being an instant makes it that much better with how prevalent cycling is. And I've seen the cycling standard decks to where this just steals games, especially if you have an opponent that makes you just mill a bunch of cards out of your deck and this just steals games completely uh, definitely a very high pick if you're going heavy into cycling all right now we're going on to the hybrid mana cards our first hybrid mana card is alert heed bonder for one two hybrid mana costs of green and white it's a human scout creature that's a two four with vigilance at the beginning of your end step you gain one life for each creature you control vigilance a two four vigilance for three is not bad and gaining life is not bad as well either so you know if i'm in either of those colors early to mid pick but otherwise you know it's a decent card uh, next up we've got cunning night bonder for two hybrid mana of black and red or black and blue Ugh, this is gonna be a pain in the butt uh, it's a human rogue creature that's a 2-2 with flash. Spells with flash you cast cost one less to cast and can't be countered. Um, that Simic flash deck and even Salt Eye flash deck that I see in standard, this is running four copies of this. And there's a good reason why, because now your flash spells can't be countered. And now all your flash spells cast one less, which is that much better as well 
too. This would be an early to mid pick for sure, early more than anything. Next up, we've got Fiend Artisan for two hybrid mana of black and green. It is a nightmare creature. It's a one one. This gets plus one, plus one for each creature card in your graveyard. And you can pay X and one hybrid mana of black or green. Tap this. Sack another creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it on the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. So, yeah, pack one, pick one. Hell yes for this for sure and this being able to dig through your deck and get a bigger creature like maybe a bigger creature upon a bigger creature and all that yeah why wouldn't you i i, I like this plus when you sack that creature you're just making this even bigger which is really good really good Next up, we've got Garuda, Doom of Depths, for four and then two hybrid mana of blue or black. It is a legendary creature, Demon Kraken. It is a 6-6. Six, six. It is a companion, our first companion card that we're going to be talking about. And for this to be your companion, your starting deck contains only cards with even converted mana costs. When this enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of the library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So yes, pack one, pick one for sure. Even if you don't get the companion part of this to where you have to have something that has an odd converted mana cost. This is still really, really, really good to have regardless. Um, obviously, everyone's familiar with the Garuda combo decks and standard right now. They're super strong, super good. You know, being able to play Garuda by turn four is super stupid, but fun. Um, you know, because I've been degenerate like that before too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculously good. Now, if you do happen to draft this, do your best to try to make it a companion because having this in your starting hand regardless is just stupid good. Next up, we've got Gigantha, the Wellspring, for four, then one hybrid mana of black or green. It is, nope, not black, a uh, red or green. It's a legendary creature, Elemental Elk. It's a 5-5. Five, five. The companion is no card in your starting deck has more than one of the same mana symbol in its mana cost. And you can tap this to add Wooberg. This mana can't be spent to pay generic mana costs. So the companion piece does seem a little bit hard to pull off, especially in draft. I mean, if you get it, you get it. If not, you know, I'd even still put this in my deck, even if it's not a companion, because heck, I'd like a five mana mana dork that adds all five colors for me. I mean, yeah, it sucks. You can't use it to pay generic mana cost but uh what you, can you do it, it at least helps a little bit out right so and a five five for five is still pretty good as well too next up we've got jubilant skybonder for one then two hybrid mana of white blue it is a human wizard creature it's a two two with flying creatures you control flying have spells your opponents cast that target this creature costs two more to cast so especially if you've got this card along with that other flyer um was it skycat sovereign out yeah you're gonna be doing pretty dang well because you're gonna be able to poop out a lot of flyers and this pumps up that sky cat and this is pretty good so an early pick if you're going heavy in these colors next up we've got kahira the orphan guard for one then two hybrid mana of green and white it's a cat beast legendary creature it's a three two the companion is each creature card in your starting deck is a cat elemental nightmare dinosaur or beast card has vigilance each other creature you control that's a cat elemental nightmare dinosaur or beast gets a plus one plus one and has vigilance so this is probably in my opinion one of the better companions to have in draft because this is pretty easy to build around it's actually one of the easier companions to build around if i have to say um because garuda and abosh you know you need even or odd converted mana cost cards and lutri is pretty easy because you know you don't have to you don't have you can't have multiples of the same card but kahira though i feel is one of the better ones because it's easy to build around and it's going to pump up your creatures when you play it so kudos to kahira i like it i like it a lot this would be a pack one pick one for me and i would do my best to try to make make the companion work as a companion 
Next up, we've got Karuga, the Macro Sage, for three, then two hybrid mana of green or blue. It is a dinosaur hippo legendary creature. It is a 5-4. Your starting deck contains only cards with converted mana cost three or greater and land cards. When Karuga, the Macro Sage, enters the battlefield, draw a card for each other permanent you control, converted mana cost three or greater. So, it's a companion card. I mean... If I know I'm going to be going a little bit slower and trying to play more of the control slash ramp game and draft, yeah, this would be a good companion piece. Otherwise, this would just probably just go in my 40 card in one of the 40 cards. So it's yeah, I mean, pack one, pick one. Yeah, but it's it's OK. Uh, next up, we've got Luris of the Dream Den for one, then the double hybrid of white or black it is a cat nightmare legendary creature it's a three two the companion piece is each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana cost two or less so permanent cards not non-creature spells not non-permanent cards i should say it has lifelink during each of your turns you may cast one permanent spell converting mana cost two or less from your graveyard only once each turn during each of your turns um so as a companion for limited that seems to be pretty tough to pull off um i i would rather just have it in the 40 card deck instead of just trying to make trying to make it a companion unless unless you get really lucky that seems to be hard to pull off in my opinion um the other part i mean we all we all know how good this is in standard but i do a pack one pick one but i wouldn't worry too much about trying to fill out the companion piece with it though next up we've got lutri the spell chaser the band commander card already before it even has officially come out in paper uh, it is one two hybrid mana of blue or red it is an elemental otter legendary creature it's a three two companion each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name has flash and when this enters the battlefield if you cast it copy target instant or sorcery spell you control you may choose new targets for the copy i mean this is going to get into why did they ban it in commander and all that you know blah 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 but in something like draft you know if you pack one pick one this this is not hard to fill out as at all either because in draft it's gonna not be very often you're gonna have more than the same the same non-land card in your deck Next up, we've got Abosh the Prey Piercer for three, then two hybrid mana of black or red. It's a Hellion Horror legendary creature. It's a 3-5. Has a companion piece of your starting deck contains only cards with odd converted mana costs and land cards. If a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. So it is... One, just like Garuda, if you can make this a companion piece, cool. If not, then it's not the end of the world, and still being part of your 40-card deck is still really, really, really good. A 3-5 five for 5 that deals double damage is super good there. So, yeah, I mean, pack one, pick one, and, you know, try to do the companion piece. If not, then it's not the end of the world, and we all know how good this is in standard right now. Next up, we've got Proud Wild Bonder for two, and then double two hybrid mana of red or green. It's a human warrior creature that's a 4-3 with trample. Creatures you control trample have, you may have this creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. So pretty similar to your thorn elementals out there, and not a bad creature to have if you're in those colors. You know, probably an early to mid pick for me. Next up, we've got Sonorous Howbonder for one, then two hybrid mana of black and red. It's a human warrior creature. It's a 2-2 two, two with Menace. Each creature you control with Menace can't be blocked except by three or more creatures. So you're pumping up the Menace ability instead of two or more. It's now three or more, and that is super good. That would be a much earlier pick for me compared to Proud Wild Bonder. I would probably... I mean, heck, that can almost be a pack one pick one if there's really nothing better because I like that a lot. Next up, we've got Yumori the Collector for two, then two hybrid mana of black and green. It is a legendary creature ooze. It's a 4-5. The companion is each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. As Yumori the Collector enters the battlefield, choose a card type. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast. So each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. Okay. Uh, I mean... 
this this probably would be a pack one pick one but i wouldn't even really worry about the companion part of it It seems kind of meh to me and this hasn't seen any play in standard yet at all at least not that i've seen so as far as the part of the 40 card deck a four five for four is pretty good and you know you get to possibly you know cast you know spit like incense or sorceries that are one one less so not too bad Next up, we've got Yorian Sky Nomad for three, then two hybrid mana of white and blue. It is a bird serpent legendary creature. It's a four five. The companion is your starting deck contains at least 20 cards more than the minimum deck size. Has flying. When the center is a battlefield, exile any number of other non-land permanents you own and control. Return those cards to the battlefield at the beginning of your next end step. So, okay, okay looking at draft, I don't know why you would want to have this as a companion in draft for anyone out there please correct me if i'm wrong i just would never have this as a companion in draft because 60 cards in your draft deck is a lot it's it's a lot now in something like standard where card draw is very prevalent and ramp is very prevalent yeah i can understand because we see yorian control right now in standard so that's understandable but in in draft eh, i mean i'd put this just part of the 40 cards and um you know, a four or five for five with flying is not bad, and you being able to bounce things as well too is not bad. Uh, next, and well, actually, our last multicolored card—we huh, made it, everybody—is Zerda the Dawn Waker for one two hybrid mana of red and white. It's an elemental fox, a legendary creature. It's a three three. The companion piece is each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability. Abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana and that costs to less than one mana. You can pay one to tap this target creature can't block this turn. So all your cards have to have activated abilities. Oh, that's pretty hard for draft. Um, God, I'd probably just put this part of the 40 cards and not worry about the companion part of it because that's pretty hard to do. Um, a 3-3 three, three for 3 is not bad, and, you know, you being able to make your creature not block, or be unblockable, or no, can't block this turn is not bad as, as well either, so, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not even excited to pick that as a pack one pick one, probably look at something else, to be honest, so there you have it, those are all the multicolored cards for Ikoria, we made it, we made it through that list, whoo, it was a lot of cards, that was a lot, um, so next up, the next episode is going to be our colorless artifact and land episode. It will be a much shorter episode since there aren't a lot of cards to talk about, but I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It was a doozy to get through and took a while to record here. So everybody have a great night out there. All right.